After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, welcome into the Juice and Mo podcast. The beam has not been lit tonight. The Kings' seven-game winning streak is all over. It wasn't a pretty game. The Kings battled, but they fell short in the ATL. They lose against the Hawks 115-106. to I'm Deuce Mason. That's Morgan Reagan. It's Thanksgiving Eve. We're recording this a little bit later because today was a bit chaotic on our end. But we appreciate those joining us live to talk about this game. Morgan Reagan, how are you? I'm I'm still great. I'm still great. I'm excited to have a day off tomorrow with a little holiday love, yeah. with lots of food. Um, I think for me, as an just an individual Kings fan, I really wanted the win. You know, I've, I've reached that point where I was yeah. like, oh, I want this. I was nervous going into it. I wanted it so bad. But I was very thankful that it wasn't just an ugly loss. Like, it was one of those where the fatigue factor was significant in this loss. And it's not an excuse. It's just like, wow, I totally forgot what this is like as you go longer and longer into the season. Well, they went like two weeks without losing a game. Mm-hmm. And you start winning the vibes. Because you're like, this is fun. Let's like keep it doing. The thrill, the high, you get off a win. <laughs> and then when you lose, it's like, oh, wait. Oh, I remember this feeling. I remember this, this feeling. It's not as fun. It's not as fun. No. And then you start... 
Kings fans, I think, start going into the danger point where you're like, oh, wait, was that a fluke? Was this whole last seven games a fluke? Did they lose tonight? Are they falling back down to earth? Is the offense a mess? Is Fox going to keep shooting well? Well, no, it, it is one game. There are definitely some bad things we got to go over. There were some good as well. Uh, shout out to people for hanging with us because normally we do this immediately following the games. We had to change some, th- some things up tonight just to take you behind the scenes. So yesterday's night chat, <laughs> we're about to go live for Kings Grizzlies. Kings just got the win. Morgan was in San Francisco. I was in Sacramento. Literally three minutes before night chat, I get a call from NBC Sports going, hey, how are you, dudes? I'm like, good. We're about to do night chat. What's going on? How, everything good? Yeah. So they had some issues. Katie's really sick. She's yeah. coming back home. We're doing some shuffling around. Would you want to host with Morgan on King's Live, you know, pregame and postgame? Yeah. No. 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 That's what I said. I went, no. I don't want to work with Why would her. I so this was three minutes before the podcast. I'm like, yeah, let's let's go, blah, blah, blah. So then we're doing the podcast last night, and Morgan knows about it. I know about this. <sighs> we can't say anything yet. And I'm just sitting there like, I felt like I was kind of distracted. You were kind of distracted a little bit. It You're was, in San Francisco. The vibe was different, but it was just, it was kind of hard to focus. It was. It's because it, I was so excited about so many things. You had the, the seven-game winning streak by the Sacramento Kings, right? Um, on the road against the Memphis Grizzlies. And then you had all this information. And usually Deuce and I go into a night chat, into a show, very clear-headed like it's it's like we're we know what we're going to talk about pretty much but then we go with the flow where this was just like on our chest and we're like oh we can't tell anyone yet so excited that we did eventually get to tell people today and i absolutely loved all the feedback i got from people all the love on social media i love doing it it was easy it's easy because i'm working with someone like morgan that it's just like hey we've got chemistry we do a show together all the time so it was just like oh we're just on tv and we're talking about the kings cool it was a lot of fun would have been much more fun if the kings had won the game <sighs> well let's talk about the game morgan yeah because uh i think for me it just it, it felt like they were steps slow tonight even from the start and i think i was most disappointed by some of the defensive mistakes in the first half and as i take a step back and look at the entire game it makes the first half even more disappointing because of how they played much better defensively in the second half. So they give up 72 points in the first half. Uh, stuff was too easy. I thought Trey Young got too many easy looks in that first half. And then the Kings could not get anything from their starters. It looked like guys who have been playing a lot of minutes on a second half of a back-to-back, yes. playing some close games lately. It felt like we had some heavy legs tonight. What what did you see with this this Kings loss? Yeah, it was I think the overall picture was like, whoa, these heavy legs are affecting them on both ends of the floor. Um, you know, even your guys with their shooting ability and what they've been able to do on the offensive end, a lot of shots were short. Or even you're seeing with some of their drives, it was the attention to detail, just the rolling off the fingertips. It was a little soft. Things were a little softer and not to take away anything from the Atlanta Hawks because they did a better, you know, they did a good job of obviously having that presence in the paint. They have shot blockers in this game that are going to make life difficult. So if you can't make your outside shots and you got to bring it in, but then your legs are tired and heavy, just not a lot of things are going to work. And I felt like that was the overall um, angle of tonight. Isn't it? even more glaring 
the lack of rim protection more glaring when you take on teams who do have it. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you have that, like, Jaron Jackson against Memphis last night. And tonight, it's Capella blocking three or four shots. A Kong Wu's going to come in and make life difficult. Just bigger guys. And it just it becomes more and more glaring, the Kings, like, lack of size behind Sabonis. We already know Sabonis is not going to block a ton of shots. It's just not his game. He does so many great things out there. But behind him, you're, you're in this position right now where you're playing Metsu. That can be challenging. He had a really bad defensive first half, I thought. I thought he did much better uh, later. But, yeah, I just feel like it's more glaring when you go up against these other teams. Yeah, especially because you go, oh, wow, these are a lot more mismatches. And then you you want to be able to perform that same way on your defensive end. And the Kings did a great job of trying to battle it out. They won the rebounding battle 48 to 47, I believe in this one, which is pretty, you know, you just look at the way that they really put the effort in there to try and make sure that they made that a point of emphasis. Okay. How can we win the boards tonight? Um, But there's just times where a guy like Capella just seems so dominant on the defensive end and was just contesting so many shots, making such a big difference for this Hawks defense in that paint, making life just so much more difficult, especially for a tired team. The Hawks had six blocks in the game tonight. Capella 11 and 14. He also had four offensive rebounds. Uh, Second chance points were pretty bad early, but the Hawks went ice cold in the second half and they finished with 10 second chance points. So it wasn't devastating, but was devastating is I just thought their job on Trey Young was awful in the first half. And I know how good Trey Young is. He's a really good player. He's gone off to kind of a slow start this year. Last few games, he's starting to knock down his shots again and be like the Trey Young that we've seen. Trey Young is a tough shot maker, but when you give him just, he's walking in the mid range jumpers and it's that easy. You're not getting him off your, his spots, you're yeah. not playing physical. All of a sudden, he's getting in a rhythm. I would, when I saw he had 17 points at the half and did not make a three, I went, well, this is not good because he's going to knock down some of these shots. He's yeah, seen him go in. He got comfortable. And then what do you know? He's hitting deep threes. Fox has found him on a three-point attempt. He's knocking down the shot. He got in a great rhythm, finishing with 35. Yeah, he's one of the lead leaguer, league, league leaders. League leaguers. Uh, league leaders in uh, driving it down the lane. Um, just a force obviously with the way that he can get into the paint and it's not even about finishing at the rim it's the way that he finishes in the paint or in the mid-range game and you talk about some of those middies that he was hitting there were some where it was just a defensive communication right where it wasn't even like he was cooking and some guy was getting lost it was everyone was a little lost at times and That's going to happen, but it happened far too many times. And I go back to just where they were mentally, too. Mentally fatigued with so many little mistakes on the defensive end. It's like when you are just playing that tired mentally and physically, there's so much more that you have to focus on. And I get it. There's not going to be nights and times that you have it all. But that's why it was great, too, when the bench uh, stepped up for the Sacramento Kings early on. And these are the type of thing, types of times in the season where, like, your guys might be tired a little bit. This is, was the Kings' first back-to-back since the stretch in the beginning of the season when they went the, with that Clippers-Warriors game back-to-back. So it's wow. been a month since they've had a back-to-back. That's a luxury. Yeah. Like, that's... 
you're not going to get a lot of that, those stretches where you go a month in between back to back. So the Kings have had some fortunate luck with like the schedule. So they get a back to back tonight and they, their stars have been playing a lot of minutes. So I get it. These are the type of nights you can want to count your depth. And that's why you give a lot of credit to me. Trey Lyles came in early in that quarter in the first. He scores eight quick points. He was aggressive. How about Trey Lyles getting up? I love to see it. I know we were talking about tweaks that could happen with the roster while watching the game and, you know, just something where they were missing guys and what Trey Lyles was capable of doing. And then he had that play where he just got up above mm. the rim and it was just like, okay, he has that in him and then he has these moments like this where he steps up and understands like your energy your legs everything is needed right now in this moment and i love to see that from him but it wasn't only him malik monk. there we go shout out to our guy shane in the chat the biggest malik monk fan of the hey. planet there is not a night chat where uh shane is not mentioning malik monk similar to a guy in our discord named dan who is i i think he might he might be best friends with Malik or he is Malik because oh. he talks about Malik like he's MJ. Malik, though, was incredible in this game. I thought he brought a level of energy. You need guys like him on your team, especially during these times, because like he's going to come in and he's going to play hard. Like He's going to come in and get the energy going. He's, gonna, he's not going to be shy. He's yeah. going to launch shots. He's going to attack. He had a couple nice jams. He mm. was active. And the Kings bench, to me, did a great job keeping it competitive because the starters were not getting anything going from Fox to HB uh, to Keegan we'll talk about later. Mm. Like, none of those guys had anything going in this game. No, and they were a big story of this game. And it was great to see Malik Monk have that type of game when it was needed most. And uh, you're exactly right. I think sometimes we expected Terrence Davis to be that energy guy off the bench, but there's something different, obviously what Malik Monk can do as a player and what Terrence Davis can do as a player on a consistent level as well. And Malik, just the way that he was driving aggressively to the basket with authority. And when he had those throwdowns, it was like, okay, everyone felt a little bit more energy and then a mistake would happen and people felt deflated again. What are you laughing about? Uh, I just realized I'm holding up a carton. People are going to be like, are you drinking milk? No, it is a box of water. Just so you know, I had a box. I picked up this on the way to Plastic San Francisco today. Uh, and I, every time I take a sip, people are looking at me. No one really knows me at NBC because I'm never in that building. Yeah. And they're like, is that guy drinking milk? Yeah. It doesn't look like I'm drinking I milk. I mean, doesn't right? everyone know box water by now though? I don't think it's a common thing. I don't think people are walking around with box waters all the time. Have I, you had I one of these like, before? Yeah. You have. Oh. I've, I've never had one. Seriously? No. Oh, I thought it was like a thing. And I think that there should be more, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a different story. Just, um, yeah. I thought Monk was great tonight. Monk in the game finishing with 27 points on 12 of 18, three of seven shooting uh, from downtown. And I thought he was really good tonight. He, he kept them in the game, kept them competitive. So... Halftime, though, you get there, and they're down 72 to 58. And I'm watching that game going, do they have anything left in the tank? Mm -hmm. Because everything was short. Fox couldn't make anything. HB, who coming into the tonight, was just unbelievable over the last seven games. During the win streak, I was looking at his numbers. It was like 18 points a game, 59% um, shooting. 40 plus from three, 91% from the line. He really is starting to put it together. He gives you eight tonight. I thought Keegan, I, Keegan's in a funk and a half, and I'm trying to figure out what 
the Kings can do to get him out of that. Maybe should we should we talk about that now or later? I want to continue into okay, okay, what sorry. the I'm 72. All over the place. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. Before we get to Harrison and Keegan because what happened with the 72 point first half and then what we saw in that third quarter. So that's to me when, when it changed. I felt like the Kings came out with a different level of intensity in the third quarter. In a way, it was really disappointing for me because that needs to happen from the jump. Absolutely. You, especially on a night where your offense isn't going, create some offense for yourself by getting some stops. Like when I see this team play engaged defense like they did yeah. in the second half, and some of it, like, yeah, the Hawks just missed shots today. Collins was 0 for 8 from 3. That's not going to happen. But the, you, there was a different level of physicality and competitiveness on the defensive end the second half where I'm going, guys, you're not good enough to take a first quarter off. And I don't think it was like an effort thing. I truly believe it was just not being fully engaged, like not understanding, hey, you have to push through a different level. And you saw them push through when they started that third quarter and they started that second half. And the way that even Chemezi Metu was coming up in a double and you just saw him a lot more energetic and engaged. Yeah. And then I think a story of the second half was really Davion Mitchell and the way that he got up and Trey Young to try and make his life much more harder. Yeah, D D Davion Mitchell brought it defensively in that second half and you know, start in the third quarter he comes into the game uh about the 838 mark of no i'm sorry the 908 mark okay of the i'm turnover deuce i've I, the kings had 19 turnovers <laughs> i've had a couple because i'm reading my wrong notes third quarter rewind pretend none of that just happened third quarter mitchell comes in at the 649 mark got it instantly he is in dejounte murray yeah and then Trey Young comes in, he's into Trey Young. He was all over him, and all of a sudden, you felt a shift in the game. Oh, the Kings are defending now? Like, he's really being physical. The tone it, was being set. It was an incredible tone. And then all of a sudden, the Kings are back into the game. So they go from down 72 to 58. They cut it to single digits halfway through uh -huh. the third quarter. 85-76. Got down to 85-79 at the five-minute mark after a month three. There were so many times that they were right there, right there, and then they would still make their mistakes. The the Hawks, like you said in the beginning of this podcast, were like, "Here, take it from us. We're going to take a shitty three, John Collins from th you know from three point land, and actually not move the ball around, and um, we're going to miss these bunnies." But here, take it. What are you going to do on the other end? You started seeing guys turn it over, mishandle the ball, miscommunications happen. Just those little things. When you're tired, when you're fatigued, yeah. they were all happening and they just couldn't push through and really feed off of the energy that guys like Davion Mitchell were giving them, especially on the defensive yeah. end. They couldn't capitalize on it to the fullest. And it was frustrating, but at the same time, I was very happy with the effort that was there. Yeah. The effort for sure. And you, one of the plays you were talking about, or one of the examples to your point about the mental miscues. Yeah. It just felt like they were terrible at when they got a stop or something, a missed shot, whatever, pushing the ball ahead. How many times did they turn the ball over in that situation? I think of Trey Lyles when he was like, that yeah, was the yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's 89, 80 at the two fifty four oh. mark. Monk tries to get it to Lyles in transition off his hands, fumbles it. And then the Hawks hit a three. Oh yeah. Swing plays. Yep. There were so many of those swing plays, but the Kings 
with all that said, end of third quarter, they outscored them 31-25 in the third, and it was 97-88 headed into the fourth quarter. So you're feeling like, all right, it's still like kind of in striking distance. The Hawks were literally going, hey, it's Thanksgiving. Happy holidays. Here, take the game. You want the game? Here, here. It's all yours. Yeah. The Kings couldn't take it away. The fourth quarter numbers are absurd when you looked at I, I put out the tweet about it. I'm going to scroll down it and bring it up on the screen right now because it was pretty crazy to look at what the Hawks did in the fourth quarter. <laughs> Atlanta had 18 points in the quarter. They had seven turnovers oh my God. on five of 18 shooting. There was one stretch. They were like one of nine to start in the fourth, and the Kings could not close the gap because on the other end, the Kings got ice cold in the fourth quarter too. Mm-hmm. It continued. They had 18 points, so they matched them. Six turnovers, seven of 20 shooting. And I, I felt like even when they were closing the gap in that quarter, um, it, it seemed like you had those issues where it was like mental miscues. Oh, there's a Terrence Davis That's travel. That's what it was. There's a Terrence Davis bad pass. There's a Fox bad pass in there. It, and so now this is the thing that you and I kind of talked about on the post game too is, is – how, why you can talk about it like this and not be frustrated about this loss because you have to see how this team responds. That's how they respond against the Celtics. That means how they respond just in back-to-backs going forward. How are they going to make themselves better? There's going to be, they're human. There's going to be times like you just don't have it um, on a trip or whatever it's going to be. But there's also other things you can do within just your conditioning in the offseason and understanding, oh, we just got so much better as a team, so how much better can I get as an individual with my offseason training in my conditioning? Just little things like that. If you want it, you can have it as a team, and that's what I hope that they learn from a loss like this. Yesterday, they had 20 turnovers and won the game in Memphis, which is crazy. Yeah. Tonight, 19 turnovers. They lose the game. Tired legs. Well, Fox was 7 of 20. Keegan 0 for 5. Um, on the ninth, they end up shooting 46%. They were 9 of 31 from 3. Mm-hmm. And then they missed 6 free throws. 15 of 21 from the line. Weren't getting the same attempts at the line like they have been recently. Were And they've been in the 30s some nights. Uh, the other thing, they still got 27 assists, which is good. But I also felt like, especially in that first half, they weren't getting into their stuff. There was more ISO game than yeah. I had ever seen. Or, hey, Sabonis is calling for the ball. And then everyone was standing around. Like I was just like, this is not how they played. And some of it credit to Atlanta for playing some That's good defense. That's what I was going to say, too. Yeah. For sure. But it, it, it wasn't the same type of off-ball movement and the movement that we've seen from the Kings. And you saw a little bit of that again toward the end of the game when things got stagnant. Whenever they had a moment where they could get back into, oh, it's a seven-point game. It's a nine-point game. They can get back into it. And then it's like they're giving the ball to Sabonis and everyone else is just standing around. It just seems so much more stagnant because it's harder when you're that tired to have the will to move without the basketball. you got to find ways to push through. I think they're going to see that after uh, a loss like this. But, I mean, that's why even Mike Brown went to the bench at one point and went to Delhi. Dude, he went to the Delhi ball. I'm like, what's Delhi doing in this game? And then he went, okay, that's that's enough. He played two minutes. Casey Akpala played 16 seconds coming in at the end of a quarter at one point. Terrence Davis played just under nine minutes. 
So those guys got some limited run off the Kings bench. I thought my one of my big takeaways, though, from this game, too, is, uh-huh. and I feel like I've said this a couple of times this year, last year's team loses oh. this game by 25. Yeah, and you know it in the third. Yeah, yeah, like third quarter that it's like it's it's done. What I will give Mike Brown's team a lot of credit for what he's at least established through the first 17 games now that the Kings are 10 and 7. Mm-hmm. They'll compete. Like, they're not perfect. I'm not saying they're perfect, and I'm not trying to be, hey, this is a moral victory. It's none of that shit. All I'm saying is those guys came out in the second half on the second half of back-to-back. And they're like, well, we're going to play some defense here. And they missed shots, and they made mental miscues. Big picture stuff, though. Mm-hmm. They got to be better in the second half of a back-to-back. Like, yep, that's it. Breaking news. This is the NBA. You're going to be playing these games. And you, later in the season, game 50, when you've got the wear and tear on your body, all of a sudden the nicks and bruises, the soreness is creeping in. You've been logging the heavy minutes. How are you fighting through it? That's what the great teams do. They're prepared for the moments, the mental grind of an NBA season and the physical grind. It, it's definitely a thing, but you have to fight through it. And I'm interested to see how... They, they handle this. They've had some weird tests the last couple of games. The Pistons game, they played some really undisciplined defense, mm-hmm. more undisciplined than we have seen in a long time. The Grizzlies game, the final four minutes, hmm. they got pressure and they Panic almost collapsed. Mode. Yep. They got two wins. Tonight was, all right, we played last night. We had to survive. We're missing everything. How are we going to respond? I'll give them credit. They competed tonight. It they just told, fell short. They to, No, I think that's a great point. And that's why I think talking about this loss compared in, in Kings fan land, I think we're so used to over the years talking about losses and being so frustrated and being like, what? where's the effort? Where's the, the competitive spirit? With so many of these losses this season, we have been able to actually talk about the way they competed all the way through. I think one of the the bad losses this year is this year is when we were talking about them taking on the Clippers and losing mostly because of free throws, yeah, yeah. right? You know, and Paul George is going to get his, all that's going to happen, but it was like, man, they're free throws. Where tonight we really can talk about things with it being the second night of a back-to-back and this team really going to learn from this and how are they going to perform moving forward? I just have so much confidence in them. A shout out to people watching us live. I can't believe how many people are hanging out with us on Thanksgiving Eve this late awesome. night, hours after the Kings lost a game to the Hawks. Make sure if you're here, the biggest thing you could do to help our channel grow is hit the thumbs up button and subscribe. We want 10,000 subs. We're trying to get to that 10,000 mark and we're chipping away. We're making progress. The people are buying in. It's not just Kings fans either. I got a Philly fan hitting it's us so up. So cool. We got fans from around the association going, I'm tapping in with Deuce and Mo in this community because the chat's popping. The vibes are right. They're talking hoops, having a good time. People are into the beam team. I love that too, though, because we talk so much NBA, yeah. especially when the season. The King yeah. season has ended early most seasons, but hopefully that's not the case this season. But um, but even in the offseason, we're just talking so much NBA going around the NBA. So it's so cool that we're starting to build that basketball community. So thank you, everyone. Uh, in the chat, Joe says, Holmes, Len, Casey, etc. Everyone with fresh legs should have played, in my opinion. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think the names you just mentioned, you can make a good case. Like, at what point, you know, do you... 
especially on a night like tonight, I thought the last couple of nights were maybe times you would have seen either Len or Holmes in there instead of Metu. I think Metu has struggled defensively the last few games. Yeah. And, you know, they're letting him try to figure it out. I think they like that offensively. He's kind of a better fit because he's a better passer than those guys. He's good in the dunker spot, lob threat, all those things. But I think he gets beat a lot defensively, and then there are just bad matchups for him. Jaron Jackson looked like Shaq last night against him, right? And it's just it makes True. life challenging. And I think tonight, when you have a big guys like Capella out there, tonight might have been an Alex Lynn night. Like Alex Lynn played ten minutes. Girth, you get know, the girth it, in there. Yeah, get some different energy. Like, okay, this group they're struggling right now. Can we put Len in there to block a shot? You know, like, and of course you can't have just all these non shooters out there. But you know, KZ. Trey Young's got it going. Okay, Davion's put some nice pressure, but we're having some guys struggle on. Let's get KZ in there, just an extra body. I mean, this guy was a starter at one point for you. Now he's not even playing, except at the end of quarter. So, yeah, that that's something interesting to look at. And now at the same time, I, here's what I would say. I don't think the guys that were he just mentioned would have completely altered the game because I think tonight, especially in the second half, it was more about the Kings offense than it was about the Kings defense. It stepped up, right? The defense stepped up. The perimeter defense stepped up. The pressure on Trey Young, especially to not be able, well, to try and slow him down at least a little bit within the paint, even though he was hitting some outside shots. Yeah, it all stepped up, but you're right. It's, it's, I get the mindset of wanting the fresh legs in there. But I also understand from a coaching standpoint of view that you're like, we want these guys to learn and uh -huh. to develop and to grow. And you're not going to get that unless you get those NBA minutes where you can actually learn from. Uh, we should talk about Keegan Murray, Morgan, because Keegan has been in a funk. Mm. Um, he had four points in this game, four rebounds, 0 for 5 shooting, 0 for 3 from downtown. He was 4-4 from the line. He played just under 21 minutes in this game. And early in the game, it seemed like they were really trying to get him going. They he were an trying. easy shot inside. That was like an air ball. He had another bad three that he missed. Had some defensive mistakes. And, you know, it's I'm curious because obviously he had the back thing. His grandma had a stroke we during started the game the in season. Charlotte. COVID, yeah. back, then the stroke, like the whole family aspect, yeah. everything. And just, oh, I, by the way, I'm a rookie in the NBA. So there's right. probably a lot going on. Would you consider going, maybe we should bring him off the bench just because like he did play well there at some point or would that hurt his confidence too much? You just keep him in there and go, all right, he could figure it out. Or do you go, you know what, let's bring him off. You know what's cool about, I mean, I don't know Keegan Murray personally, but from everything that we hear from others and people connected, um, I don't think he would take it. I don't think it would um, hurt his confidence. Yeah. I think if anything, he's a hooper, he's a competitor, and he'd be like, F that, I want to find a way to make sure that I stay in the yeah. starting role. What can I do differently? I, I also don't think... It, it, it would be the right call anyway. Um, I want him to fight through it. Like tonight in that second He's half, trying. there were some, she had a three that just rattled in and out. Yeah. I want the, I want him to fight through this. You know, I made this point last night when he was one of eight. So last two games, one of 13 shooting for Keegan Murray. 
When was the last time Keegan Murray in his basketball life was one of 13 through a couple of game stretch? It's probably not often, right? And I think he's got to fight through that mentally a little yeah. bit. And he's Brown's been on him a lot. He's got to he's got to embrace that and and fight through these things. And it's not about just fighting through it at practice. And I'll mention this because Shane says Morgan question mark How do you define NBA minutes? What does that even mean question mark? Well, when I was talking about Metu and obviously having those NBA minutes, because if you're at practice and you're just going up against your same old teammates, you know. Yeah. what they can do, you know what they're capable of. Sure, you can keep challenging each other and trying to make each other better. That's what practice is for. But we've always talked about with NBA minutes, getting on the floor and playing is how you can actually grow and develop in this league. And that's why with a lot of these rookies, when you see them get those minutes, it's not like in the NFL where you're like, oh, worried about their confidence. Do we put the rookie quarterback in now? It's the NBA. You put them in, you let them try to work it out. Coaches have different philosophies, but you're seeing with Mike Brown, he's definitely the type of guy that's like, hey, I want you to figure it the F out. And I think with Keegan Murray, you're exactly right. He's got to keep playing, getting those NBA minutes so then he can figure it out. He needs one of those early shots just drop. You know, it just seems like everything's a little more challenging for him right now. And you know, he's going through some stuff, right? And we keep talking about the shot falling because it's like control what you can control. If your shots aren't falling, we've seen what he can do in other categories. Yeah. And I know at times on the defensive end, we've seen miscommunications from a lot of guys. But then we've also seen plays where Keegan Murray is just not playing aggressive like we've seen him before then you see some great verticality from him when he's down low and then other times he's playing softer down there I think on the offensive end as well when I mentioned the word soft with Keegan Murray he's going up soft in the paint and he's got to be different he's got it's controlling what you can control and you can control your effort your intensity and your physicality and I believe Keegan just has to step that up a level and I don't know if that's a mental thing or if that's just someone has to get through to him and be like dude you got to power through these NBA players because we've seen him do it early on but now we need to see it happen on more of a consistent level I do know that his dad is meeting him in Boston for Thanksgiving good so hopefully getting some time with pops kind of good makes them feel good around the holidays especially during this weird time for their family you know that's it's not it easy sucks, to dude. deal with yeah and i think his grandma is making progress that's which good which is great like but you know i i've had a family member in the past major strokes and it it's a journey and a half that's what it i was is. gonna say yeah, it can, it's it can weigh it can weigh on you and i think so many people are different and from the outside I've seen people that are just like, yeah, but you got to play through it. And you, but what I would say to you is you have to understand that everyone's built differently yeah, yeah. and how they handle things, emotions, family, everything. It's different. And this is his rookie year handling this. So maybe if this was his sophomore year handling this and it's a different situation, hopefully not knock on wood, he would have a different approach and maybe not too. Like it's just, personalities you're dealing with a lot of different personalities and i just really hope that he can find a way to figure it out and i really think that's going to come with the way that he plays physical and intensity do you think that in deuce's world oh. if let me paint a scenario for you yeah 
They go, hey, Keegan, just take like two weeks off. And you had Chris Murray replace him. Do you think anyone would actually notice? Well, is it Chris Murray like a lefty or something? So, yes, I would say yes just from that. Dude, their games are so similar. It's insane to me. They definitely are similar. And it's um, they have the same exact voice as well. And obviously, they look identical. Uh, Let's get to some people in the chat, including Andrew, who says, I think we need to start running some off-ball plays for Keegan. His cutting is what can be even bigger, uh, make an even bigger difference to our offense and what we can do. Interesting, because I feel like they were trying to set him up even in the post a lot. But it's the the offense is, it's, it's a, you can play freely. So... You can be active and just be a willing cutter and find ways to move, and your teammates are going to find you if you're open. So it depends on how you're cutting, how you're moving. I think for Keegan, he's just got to do maybe even a better job of being assertive when he wants the ball on a backdoor cut or wherever it is that he is on the floor. Steven says you got to go hard in the MF paint. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't shy away from contact. And the only reason you would shy is if, like, his back isn't... He's not confident in his back right now. I don't know. But also, you're playing. So, I would assume your back's fine. That's it. So, go up in it. Mm-hmm. Get into it. Don't I be agree. afraid. Well, some of his teammates need to push him around practice then, maybe. I don't know. Get after him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe. Oh, speaking of that, can we just... One thing on Sabonis tonight. Sabonis, oh. 15 points, 13 rebounds, 7 dimes, 6 of 11 shooting... He took a one three that I was disappointed. I just didn't want that three in that situation. I, in, the in that if moment. If it goes in, you go, oh, that was amazing. Whatever. He's got to shoot it with confidence. Played 34 minutes tonight. This guy is getting beat up. Slapped in the face, uh, on the arms. I, we watched a lot of basketball. The, the two guys that I think get beat up in the NBA right now, Embiid and Sabonis. And I know it's a big guy thing, and he plays with physicality. But this guy must be, like, bruised and battered. And we're 17 games into a season. He's getting destroyed out there at times, like, physically. Like, I'm like, you got to call something here. Another like, he, guy, Jason Tatum. You were mentioning that the other day. Well, they blew a one call. But, I mean, constantly. How many times is Sabonis? You're just looking. There's, like, eight guys around there. They're punching his kidney. I think I saw one player stab him yeah. once. Blood oh, everywhere. Just took it out I, of you his guys, socks. They probably ah! went to break. You missed it. But it's, I mean, seriously, like he is getting beat up. I mean, the Pistons game, he's diving for a loose ball, killing Hayes practically tackles him and is all over him. I'm like, and what are we doing here? Here's the issue, too, because he plays through a lot of it, especially when he's playing well. He just plays through it. He's mentally checked in, ready to go. When things aren't going as well, you see him try to sell it more. And I don't blame him. He's trying to sell it because he's like, holy shit, my eyeball's about to come out. Like, did you guys see that? You want to blow the whistle? Yeah, he's pl- people don't know. He's playing with a glass eye now. Yeah, yes, Because yes. it was ripped out in one of the games recently. Actually, both are glass and eyes. That's, yes. that's off the record. Keep this here, all right? <laughs> Keep this here because you're going to do some O community. But, like, his eye is, was out. Half the time they okay. popped a new one How in. Long? <laughs> you just want to continue a whole story. But, yeah, and for him to still have a double-double, um, with even one eye being able to have the vision that he has with his seven assists, finding his teammates, he did a great job. And he would have had more assists too if guys were making their shots. Sure. Um, but and that's that's another thing. When I look at tonight's game, I go, "Damn!" Against this Hawks team, this Hawks team would have had another loss if the Kings were fresh. And 
I don't, it's not even like a, what if the Kings were fresh? I have confidence in saying that because not only did I watch them fall apart against the Cavs on Monday night when they lost that game. Yeah. You saw where they were starting to fall apart against the Sacramento Kings and where just the Kings couldn't capitalize through uh, heavy legs. So the Kings are now 10 and 7. Next up, a After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours. The energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Matchup Friday night mm. when they take on the Boston Celtics. Okay. So Boston had that tough loss in Chicago. They bounced back with a win against Dallas. Tatum had another big game. He's been on a roll. This team is legit. And I've been so impressed with what they've been able to do. Sorry, I keep wanting to burp, I think. Gross. Like, what mm. are you? It's a just, it's baby? There. I'm drinking boxed water. I mean, it's not even carbonated. Like, why I are you burping? Su- I don't know. Sick I I'm sorry. I'm just being honest. Sick Excuse me. Man. Humans burp, Morgan. You burp a lot, I'm sure. I do. Yeah. Just... Okay, we're not burping each other. <laughs> Creep. Um, anyway, uh, I've been uh, so impressed with how they've been able to play this year when they lost their coach like two days before training camp. Robert <laughs> yeah. Williams has been out. But, dude, Brogdon, now he's back and healthy. He's brought a lot to that team. Tatum's playing out of his mind. There, this is like a test, a big-time test for the Kings. It really is because we know what this team can do defensively, but they also have the firepower. I mean, like, if Fox is a little tired right now, well, you got Marcus Smart coming up, right? Yep. You've got Jalen Brown who could defend. Al mm. Horford's a smart defender. Then you got to worry about checking Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. you got big-ass Grant Williams who's going to bang you around a little bit too. They've got... A stacked-ass team. Yeah. But it's a good test. Like, the Kings get a day off. And I made this point the other day to you. I think sometimes it's good to be the road team during the holidays because you're with your team. And 
you know, could the Celtics come out a little sluggish because Tatum's having family over, hanging out? You know, I... When you're at home, you've got I to know. entertain family. I you've know. got, hey, I got to go see this person. I got to see this person. You know, oh, little Deuce Tatum's staying up late tonight. Battle of the Deuces yeah. on Friday. When, when you're, yeah, Deuce Mason's way better than Deuce Tatum, though. He's like five. He'd probably cross me up, though. Yeah. Um, Stupid. No, I, I just think, like, maybe, may, is there anything with that? Am I looking too much into that? I don't Probably think am. No, you're not. That's the thing. That's the thing. You're not looking too much into that because, yes, these are professionals and it is their job to, hey, make sure you're eating the right things and doing the right thing. You know we all do it around holidays. And I'm not talking about binge drinking or whatever no. the hell anyone else is thinking out there. I, How about just, it's this? It's dealing with family. It's that dealing alone. with family that maybe you don't even want to see. You're like, oh, God, are we really doing... Oh, hold on. Hold on a second. Hey, hey Dan, is that you? Charge of it. Hey, sorry, Dan's in the background talking. He put himself in night chat. Hey, Dan. All right, Dan, I'm putting you back. What are you doing? Why did you go to that? Because he put himself in. Like, there's talking oh. in the background. People are like, what is that noise in the background? Sorry. Oh. Oh my God. That was Dan trying to put himself in the night jet. My bad. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't think you're looking too much into it. But at the same time, I, I understand why, like sometimes when we talk about it, we try not to factor it in too much because we don't want it to be like this weird excuse for either team, but you're exactly right. Whether it's family, whether it's food, um, no matter what it is, there's always a different vibe around a holiday and I don't know if it's like a sluggish vibe for some or for others it doesn't even phase them well that's the next Kings game coming up on Friday night Oof. oh big picture tough loss tonight had your chances to win it you hope that Kings can get some rest and be ready for Boston because it's going to be a tough challenge but worst case scenario you come back home to Sacramento and you're 10 and 8 go battle Boston make it competitive make it a game knock down some shots we said before this road trip, if they come back one and two, we still weren't disappointed. It's about how it looks. That's all. That's it. And that's why even in tonight's loss, it was, I'm not disappointed. And I could talk about this, this loss um, and still feel encouraged going forward. The only thing that upset me the most was not being able to light the beam. But Lance Woods had a great point on our postgame show, like, the beam needs a, some rest, no, you know, like you can start another no. streak now, but the beam needed a second to just like, oh, let me get my power back. Also, it could be bumpy at times this year. I mean, Utah is playing some great basketball overall. I didn't even see they probably won their game. What's your tonight. point? Wait, what's, where are you going with this? My point is, I know this is weird, but the, oh my God, Utah lost to Detroit. The Pistons have won two in a row. Not against the Kings. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, great example. Burks with 18. The Utah Jazz. They're playing great basketball. They just lost at home to the Detroit Pistons. Last night, the Nuggets lost at home to the Pistons. There's one stretch where the Cavs lost five in a row. You're going to face this adversity this year. It's about, all right, can you get out of it? All right, how are you yes. going to respond? How, do you, how will the Kings respond coming up on Friday night in Boston? I can't wait to see it. It's yeah. a good test. It's a great test for this group. I'm... I'm absolutely with you on that and i'm down for seeing and analyzing the yeah. growth of this team every single game that we've seen uh, i have a question for you in the chat me and the chat yeah yeah everyone 
What are you most thankful for as a Kings fan through Aww. 17 games of the season? Well, I I said this on NBC Sports, but cool. I'm just going to say it again. It's okay. Some people didn't see that. It's okay. God, why is it? I was just telling you. I, just, I was like, just in case I had to go. I got to stop doing that because anytime I joke now, I, the comments are like, dude, you're such an ass, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I've known Morgan for almost a decade now. We joke a lot with each other. It's I'm an ass. And it's, it's all fun. Comedy, it's comedy, I promise. It's, I mean, comedy, even if it's not funny to you, I promise it's funny to us. Um, um, okay, the thing I'm most thankful for um, as a Kings fan, Mike Brown. And it's Mike Brown because I mentioned to this to you to start this season, even when the Kings were 0-4, and I was like, wow, Mike Brown, he's the answer to all of the Kings' problems. And I say that because a coach in this amount of time that can take a team and shift the culture, the identity, the buy-in of an entire squad in this amount of time, a city – an entire city is in love with him, the beam, and what he has going on there with the Sacramento Kings. I am so thankful for him and his presence in Sacramento. I would say I'm most thankful for the beam this year Aww. because I think it's just, it's just been such yeah. a, a thing that's brought people together. I, I went and got coffee before I left this morning. Uh-huh. People were talking about the beam. It's just... It's like a thing. Is Beam going to be on today? Someone made a TikTok, San Diego Kings fan, and mm. was like, yeah, I made my own Beam for my house because see, I couldn't see one in Sacramento. And he like showed himself drilling and making a giant purple Beam. It's brought fans together. Yep. It's like, I think it's brought people in the city. Like they're looking at, what is that? Oh, the Kings. It's brought some interest, some intrigue. The players are into it. I love it. I think it's just such a simple thing that's brought people together. I'm thankful for it. I'm thankful for Night Chat. I think it's been so fun this year, even from the 0-4 start to now. Here the Kings are at after an 0-4 start. They're still 10-7, and 7, and this has been an entertaining year. Fox has been fun so far. The teams, that you, just what you hit on with Mike Brown, the Dude. vibes, it's been a fun start. Before we get to what uh, some Deuce-a-mo, Deuce Bags and Morons are thankful for as Kings fans, I just want to say one more thing I'm really thankful for, and yeah. I thought about this all day. I was so thankful today doing the NBC sports pre and post game show with you just because it's like, we literally were living out a dream today. And I don't think, I don't know if you and I have soaked that in enough where I remember watching it before it was NBC. And I would always tell you like, that's what we need to be doing one day. That's what we, we were like, I was an intern in radio. I was like, that's what we need to be doing one day. How can we get there? What can we do? And it was like just a holy shit moment being there with you after how much we've worked and grinded, but we could not, could not have done it without everyone oh. in this community that has supported us yeah, yeah. and loved us all the way through. And I am just so thankful for you guys making so many of our dreams uh, come true. So thank you. And thank you. Thank you. That's not like a cheesy cliche. Thing. You guys made this happen. It's like facts. No, the, the fact that we started doing, of course, like we had to do this. Like, like we had to be yeah, we it. had to work hard and grind <laughs> and have the yeah. willpower. Yes. But because you guys have supported us. Yes. Especially like when we launched this two years ago, let's start doing night chats after games and how it turned into something. 
it, it led to more opportunities for us. And yeah, for someone like myself who grew up in Sacramento, fell in love with the Kings, and because of my love for the Kings, I want to work in sports broadcasting. The fact that tonight I got to be on the Kings pre and post game show when they're in a seven game winning streak. With together. my broadcast, like partner, my podcast partner, yeah. we're just talking about the Kings. It's like, yeah, you definitely have to try to have perspective. And it's hard sometimes because when you're in the grind so much and there's so much like, oh God, we got to get do this. We got to do this. Hey, we got to go live this. We got to do this clip. We got to, what else could we be doing? How do we separate ourselves from others? How do we do this? You know, there, I, I'm. We're in it sometimes. Yeah, I'm obsessed with this business and I, I'm obsessed with basketball and the Kings and everything. Like Getting I just better. love sports broadcasting. So. Yeah, for, for me to get this opportunity today, it was so fun. So great. How'd I do? You, honestly? Yeah. You want an honest breakdown? Yeah, I want an honest breakdown. Freaking fantastic. And I mean that with the way that even when a producer was in my ear, when things weren't going right, someone didn't call in and things weren't uh, timed out correctly, producer in my ear, Deuce could read my body language and he would keep going He because he loves the talk. So he would keep going with exactly what he was saying. But it wasn't like you were just talking to talk. There was so much substance to everything that you were saying. I enjoyed your energy and just truly just being there with you because of everything that we have worked through mm. for so many years and worked for. So yeah, thank you. Oh, and thank all of thanks. you. I thought you were going to mention something about my outfit, how I looked, everything, but it's that's fine. fine. My preparation. I mean, that. we've seen this no, suit before. Thank you. Hey. I appreciate it. You know, you made it fun. It was, it was a lot thanks. of fun today. Um, appreciate the love in the chat. I do want to get to some people, what they're most thankful for in the chat. Um, Ricky says, thankful I can walk around the 805 area with King's gear on without getting laughed at for once. Yeah, dude. Hell yeah. It's not just the Sacramento people. It's like national people, people around the league going, yeah, the beam. This is awesome. Yeah. Um, B. Wells says, do some need to talk to those league pass execs and tell them what's up. Oh, so you could see us on the post. That's, that's a (laughs) good point. Um, NBA young Cope says, yeah, it's crazy. I remember making fun of y'all when you, you used to get 11 views on a video <laughs> way, way back. Hey. One, don't ever make fun of people no. who are creating content like that. Even the people with 11 views because they're grinding and they're trying to get to the next level. We were at points doing a podcast at 6 a.m. with maybe... Six people? Three, yeah. six people. We just did every day. It's like, all right, here we go. You got to start go. somewhere. You just got to keep building, yep. you know? Um, let's see here. I want to see if anyone... Thankful for how well the various podcasts and non peaches related outlets have been covering the team i'm not familiar with so i don't know what don't that know means that um some people also saying they're thankful for monk keep it coming in the chat uh let's kick things off tonight let's get some other people in here what's up young jamie is in the house oh we've heard from jamie in forever it's a holiday week jamie where you been man uh you know i've just been uh, on thanksgiving break you know i know but like you, you used to call oh. in all the time to us Oh yeah, I called. I I called in against who was it against? Yeah, them? like the other night. Yeah, but it just feels like it's it it just not enough. Often. Yeah, you're, you're right. That's my bad. Oh okay, okay. Listen, so like I gotta say one thing though. Oh okay. So my friend, like, he's like a depressed Warriors fan because like they're doing bad right now, and like he told me today, like he if the Warriors lost tonight, he was become he was gonna become a Pelicans fan. <laughs> well, he's gonna become a Pelicans fan. That was yeah. his choice. You know but, what you... No, he, 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 only, he only did that because, like, they almost beat the Warriors by, like, 50. 
Yeah, oh, yeah. the Warriors weren't playing any of their guys, Jamie. But, Jamie, here's the one thing you need to tell him. Oh. You say, hey, kid. Call him a kid, even if you're a kid. Hey, he's kid. Listening, he's hey, listening right now. Oh. Oh, hey, wh- oh. what's his name? Dylan. Dylan, can you hear me, Dylan? Yeah, Mom. Yeah, Mom. Oh, I'm sorry. What? Okay, I just got yelled at. You- <laughs> oh. You tell your mom you're talking to Deuce and Mo, and it's okay. No, no, don't tell your mom that. No. I would it's tell. Okay. okay. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. Can, okay. So, can so your yeah, friend hear? Can you? Can your friend hear me? Yeah. Dylan, young Dylan. Be nice to Dylan. It's Thanksgiving tomorrow. You realize your buddy Jamie is a Sacramento Kings fan. He has never, in his whole entire life on this planet, seen his team win, and yet your Warriors, coming off the heels of a championship are going through some struggles, and you want to jump ship to the Pelicans? The Pelicans haven't won a thing in the NBA. So you stick with the Warriors, and if you want to leave the Warriors, you're allowed to come to Sacramento, but you got to stick with them. you got to sign a long-term agreement with the Kings. That's a, that's a good idea. You know? I didn't know it was going to go that direction. I'm proud of you. All right, Jamie. Well, um, anything else on your mind? Well, I mean, I, I I feel like like tonight, you know, you just win some and you lose some. So, like, you can't be upset about a loss, you know? That's a good perspective. Like, I like that. Yeah. Well, you need to have that same perspective with friends. You, oh, no, no. You keep some, you no, lose some. Don't and listen maybe to him, Jamie. Dylan is one you lose. Hey. If, he, if he No, if he bandwagons Chuck, you know you know why? Oh, because he's not loyal. You were being not loyal. so good. Lord, do you want a loyal friend or do you want a friend that's going to be like, I'm going to be your best friend. Then the next day, go join another friend because you were bored one I day. I don't have no. friends. So no. I don't know. So Dylan, you've got some work to do. You need to do some soul searching over this Thanksgiving break and think about your actions. And oh, by the way, your Warriors won tonight. All right. Okay. So at least he won't be a Pelican. Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> he, said he, he said he would probably switch up just because the Pelican, just because Louisiana is shaped like an L and that's all the Pelicans take. Okay. Right. <laughs> Jamie, good hearing from you. Thank you. All Bye. Right, Jamie. You are doing so well. And then you had to go off on a kid again. It's called. Again. No, I'm. It's called what? I'm like Mike Brown. There's tough love sometimes. No, I, no, no. Mike Brown would not, would not talk to Dylan like that. Dan, are you there? I, I am. Dan, good to hear your voice for the first time. So Morgan, Dan is the guy in our Discord who is always talking about Malik Monk. Oh, what's up, like, Dan? Malik Monk is, uh, are, do you... Are, are you close with him? Is he a relative or is he a friend? I've never seen someone every day, Morgan, every day. There's at least a seven paragraph to, break, breakdown of Malik Monk in our discord from him. And I have to try constantly to not write more about Monk, right? It's like a, it is a, it's a, it is a full on effort to not make everything I say about him. It's a, it's maybe a problem. Um, but you, you said it, you said it right earlier, right? It's like, I basically think he's Michael Jordan, but with a better jump shot. <laughs> oh, okay. My so, God. what what is this obsession with Malik Monk, though? What, like, what? Uh, I don't want to go on too long, right? But it was like um, I grew up in Arkansas, and I was a huge okay. Joe Johnson Joe Johnson fan. Yeah, and I followed him through his whole NBA career, and it and it came to an end, and I sort of had to like figure out how to move on. Oh. And and uh, I picked up Malik Monk because uh, his brother was at the U of A with me when I was there. And so there was just 
a little bit of connection. I thought he was a pretty good player. And so I've just followed him since he was uh, a junior in high school. Wow. I see the loyalties there. So do you feel like you're kind of a Kings fan now? Oh, I love the Kings. But have you always been a Kings fan? Oh, no, 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 no. So here's my question. Here's my question. I was a Hornets fan, right? I was a Hornets fan. Oh, my God. Wait, wait. So he jumped ship. Yeah. With Malik Monk. Yeah, he's a Malik Monk guy. But oh, here's yeah. my here's my thing, Dan. And there's a bunch of us. There's a bunch of us. You'd be surprised how many people have followed Monk to, to the Kings. I mean, I'm not surprised. Malik from, Monk's from, a from fun the player. Hornets, from the Hornets, right? So, so here's my thing, Dan. Hmm. Are you going to stick with them? Like, are the Kings going to be your team? Or is it only while Monk is in Sacramento? Uh, I'll tell you what. Like, I mean, I, I got a... I got the hat with a little poof ball on top that says Kings. Uh, I introduced uh, myself as the world's biggest Kings fan. A, uh, I'm sorry, a poof ball? Yeah. What kind of hat is that? Beanie or something. Oh, oh. you know, a beanie. A beanie yeah. with a poof ball. I got I'm sorry, I was picturing a hat. I was... From... No, a beanie <laughs> poof ball. Keep going. Yeah, poof ball. You can pick a purple poof ball, a black poof ball. So I picked I picked the poof ball I wanted. and um, But I'm up in Oregon. But I'm tempted to move to Sacramento because it really does look like a lot of fun. The, the fans, especially compared to Lakers fans, I'm loving it. Yeah. Wow. I'm loving Sacramento fans. <laughs> it's a, I mean, it's to, to see so many fans that have stuck with this team for so many years and then just to like so quickly like roar up and like that last home game was was fantastic. Yeah. The so, crowd. So Dan, Dan, how much do you think Deuce and Mo have kind of helped in this oh. too? Kind of like foster your love for the team, you know? uh a lot uh yes! I, I love the dynamic uh and oh, yeah. I, yeah i was i was a little bit like the lakers have tons of media right there's like tons of of yeah. youtube channels and podcasts and and national media and local media and you can spend your whole life right re, you know f- tracking lakers and i was i was a little bit worried of like what are the kings gonna have oh and, and then, it turns out that it's it's fantastic. Oh, so, well, thank you. I appreciate sweet. that. Thanks. Uh, there's yeah, one. You guys could come on a little bit earlier, though. I do have kids. And sorry. Yeah, but yeah. Tell um, your kids we're sorry. One thing in the chat, Adam says that Dan has some stalker vibes. Dude is moving to Sacramento just for Malik Monk, and no. I, I'm pushing back on that. I disagree. On I that. call it loyalty vibes. He is he has kids. Dan has kids. He's not a stalker. <laughs> Yeah, I do have to answer that question of like, why Malik Monk? I get that a lot. Yeah. Who is he? Why do you care? It makes sense. But, well, I, I love it, Dan. It's 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 cool because you have a reason, and it's not like it's necessarily some star player. It's not like, oh, hey, I'm a big LeBron James fan or a Steph Curry fan. It's like Malik Monk, who's just like a good NBA player, and you followed him around. I think it's cool, and I'm glad you you're digging the vibes from Kings fan. It's, yeah. a, it's a tortured, oh, yeah. it's a tortured yet passionate <laughs> fan base. So anyway. And and I finally get to cheer cheer for a winning team. Yeah, Dude. yeah. So, uh, what I have one question for the two of you. Yes. And, uh, it's not it's not about Malik. It's about tonight's game, right? There's like a the team has this you know, superstars beat us in some early games, and right, and there's a little bit of like a strategy shift around. You know, let's make sure the stars don't beat us. Right. I heard that phrase come out of a couple of people, um, and. It seemed like we, like in the first half, we maybe employed like a don't guard Trey Young strategy. <laughs> and in the second half, it was like we were double teaming him and forcing the ball out of his hands. I don't know if there was like, I don't quite know, but was there that drastic shift? And like, it did seem to work, yeah. but I don't know, just some commentary on like, 
that strategy. I, I mean, I can't. I wouldn't. Saw in this game. I, I don't think they would go into a don't guard Trey Young strategy. No, that would be a very uh, dumb strategy to go with. But what I what I do think you it was. Saw it though, right? You saw yes, it. yes, they yes it was bad, Dan. But what I did see, what what I do believe a lot of it was, was just exactly what we were going to, which was just kind of that mental fatigue in the the mistakes that were being made were a lot of mental mistakes. They weren't just like purely effort. It was the energy and the intensity, but then also being up in guys or in a certain place on the floor at a certain time. And I think, in my opinion, if they weren't as exhausted you would have seen a lot better team defense from the kings tonight where there was individuals like davion that stepped up but the team defense just wasn't locked in together yeah you know, was, I, I heard mike brown at the end of the game and his where I, I i really thought it was like you know they were gassed they were you know, especially the starters but 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 coach brown was like you know, he's like it's about where their focus was, right? It was an atten- he wasn't going to let them just yes. have that excuse of energy. A little, I, he's like, I saw it in the second half, guys. Yeah, no, <laughs> and that's exactly, sure. that's what we're saying. Yeah. It's like finding yeah. that focus to push mm-hmm. through another level. And like us, all of us, most of us, probably not professional athletes ever in our lives, it's like just such a different type of mental state and physical state that you have to have the willpower to push through. And yeah, he got it out of them in that second half. Yeah. Well, I'm having fun. I appreciate uh, the chance to talk and yeah. I know there's others in the waiting room. So thank you. Dan, thanks, thanks so much, man. Happy Thanksgiving. Appreciate it. Good, good catching up with you. Malik Monk it's kind of a cool loyalty. story. It man. is. I love that he even has any desire to be like, Oh, Sacramento sounds yeah. great. Uh, let's go to Moo Moo, Gobby, Moo Moo, Moo Moo, Moo Moo. Are you there? Yo, I'm here. Is hey, that... it's CJ. Oh, this C- is my name on there. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting <laughs> name when your 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 typical name is CJ, but okay, we'll we'll go with it. What's up, CJ? What's up? Um, yeah, tonight was like definitely a winnable game. Um. My thing is, like, we go as Fox goes, and Fox was frustrating me tonight, man. Like, Trey Young, like, he showed up against Ja, and, you know, he always gets compared to, like, or he doesn't really get compared. Um, But people always talk about, you know, the young guards in the league is Ja, Trey, Luka. Fox never gets any love, and I wanted him to make a statement tonight, and he didn't. So, yeah, I mean, I, I guess. Know what it was. I get. I mean, he missed a ton of shots tonight, and he. I. I felt like he was still getting to his spots, and he was missing looks. And he, didn't that he, he's been making all year? I was gonna say, and didn't he also make? I don't know if it was a statement, but he had a game against you know John Morant and the Memphis Grizzlies, um, that led them to a win, just being clutch again. And I think yes, we should hear his name more. And I think we will hear his name more going forward. Well, and like he's he's not gonna be great every game. And no. I know it's surprising because of how he started the season. He didn't have a good night tonight. That's all there is to it. Yeah, yeah, that and that's what I want to talk about. And also, like I heard on the broadcast the other day that Sacramento Kings were the last in the league, dead last in and one opportunities. I just wanted to ask, you know, when is Mike Brown ever going to get a tech? Because hey. it's getting ridiculous. 
Well, okay, CJ, a couple of things. <laughs> All right, we're gonna. We're, this is like you're you're the you're you just download the calm app. I'm gonna be the calm app. Deep breath in, and then out. I said the same thing to Morgan CJ during the game. I'm like, you know, I wonder when Mike Brown's gonna get a technical this year, um, because I feel like there are just times that these officials have been bad. You're coming out of it. He's gotta get one. It's like, yeah, yeah. I do think he should push back a little harder. I think he also doesn't like giving up points. I think that's another thing. But I do think there is something to the fact that, like, hey, enough's enough. You've done the route of calling them out post game, mm-hmm. which he did twice mm-hmm. this year, mm-hmm. and now it's time to get a technical during a game. Fox got one tonight. He was frustrated after Trey Young. He fouled Trey on a three. Oh, Trey kind of kicked his leg out, tee him up. But yeah, I, I agree with that. And I go back to what I said the other night. NBA officiating is dreadful this year. There, the last two-minute report came out from the Memphis game. There was, I think, four or five missed calls in the final two minutes. A couple of them favored the Kings. A couple of them favored the Grizzlies. That's just in the last two minutes. That can't happen. We talk, we're so hard on these players for missing defensive assignments or not executing down the stretch or not coming up big at the free throw line. All these aspects. Yet, the one thing out of their control is the officiating. And these people officiating right now in the league are not doing a good enough job. Flat out. Yeah. Yep. You got it. I couldn't agree more. Um, yeah, other than that, you know, this game was completely winnable. I'm looking forward to how we do in Boston, um, but we can't rely on our offense every single game. You know, at some point, we got to lock in on defense in. Well, they did that in the second half. I mean, yeah, they did. They they, did. they, they allowed 43 points in the second half. Mm-hmm. The problem is they gave yeah. up 72 in the first. You know, I mean, yeah, I, I, and against Memphis, that third quarter yesterday, they did a great job defensively. I think, honestly, the last couple of games, Morgan, the offense has let them down a bit. Just with mm. with what? Like, Just the way that they're missing some tonight. shots. And, Last yeah. night against Memphis, like they panicked with with some pressure, some defensive pressure late in the game. So, you know, you got to learn. Watch the tape, get better, and get ready for Boston because that's going to be a true test. Well, CJ, thanks for checking in, man. Yep. Thanks for having me. All right, All right. See you. Bye. Yeah, I, I think the defense is something that kept them in this game, right? And it's cool to say, especially when that game against the Grizzlies – they posted their best defensive rating of Of the season. season. And so you saw in these last two games, the impact that they were making defensively, even when their offense wasn't going. So yeah, it's still, there's a positive mixed in there. Yeah, absolutely. Like we say, every game there, there's good, there's bad. You got to take something from it. Uh, Let's go to another one of our favorites. uh, Loyal sack Kings fan. What's up, man? Hey guys. What's up, dude? So, you know what I'm thankful for? Ooh, what? Now, I can walk around in school wearing my King's jersey and not get laughed at. Hell yeah! Hell yeah. I like it! I can, I can finally make fun of Warriors fans, and they can say nothing back to me. <laughs> well, they can say, they can point at their fingers and go, we got the rings. But, but who cares about that? Because your jersey's cool. What jersey you got? I have, like, a lot. I have, uh... I always I usually wear my black fox jersey, the, the black one. Love it. Uh, but I have a. I meant to ask you something last time you were on. 
So every time you stop talking, there's like a noise that sounds like like a pig or some sort of rustling in the background. The chat was mentioning it last time too. Yeah, I think it's something with my phone. I don't really know. Okay, it's all good. It's so all it's good. Not a pig. Good. good to know. I didn't know if you had a pet pig. I thought that'd be kind of cool. Um, well, yeah, I'm glad you can wear your jersey and be proud of it. That's cool. That's awesome. Uh, do you do you feel like there are more people at your school who are starting to pay attention to the Kings now? Not really still. I think if they, like, make the playoffs and are good. Like, a lot of teachers always come up to me. And they're like, oh, you're a Kings fan? That's really cool. But no one at school comes up to me and says that. So. All right. Those All are right. some good well, teachers. Hang in there, man. Yeah. It's going to be worth it. Maybe. <laughs> well, happy Thanksgiving, all right? Happy Thanksgiving, too. Bye. All right. Uh, we'll go next to El Shark. Some of your guys' names, man. What's up, Shark? Sharky. Shark. Going once. Dun-na. Going Dun-na. twice. Dun-na, na-na, na-na, na-na. All bit. right. He, I'll check back in a second. Uh, we do know this person will be here. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's welcome him back to the show. He was not on last night's night chat, unfortunately. And Morgan, apparently, he missed last night's night chat because he has having uh, he had a headache. And Aww. he was not feeling well last night. So right now, let's welcome him into the show. He is Nick. What's up, Deuce? N- naked Nick tonight, huh? You little shirtless. Oh, wow. Yeah, out. I'm, in, I'm in the kitchen right now. But, you know, I just wanted to say, you know, we, we lost tonight. But I'm I'm doing, doing I'm doing okay tonight. After I took ibuprofen, I went to bed. I, I was not feeling that great last Aww. night. Okay. Are you sorry? Uh, what, Nick? I just noticed you. Did we catch you eating? What are you eating, Nick? <laughs> Nick, Nick Wait, take a sip of water uh, really quick. Please take rinse a your mouth out. Please rinse <laughs> your mouth. I can't even look at you right now, Nick. Hey, take got, a sip. You're naked or shirtless, whatever. You're in the kitchen. You have mac. Is that mac and cheese all over your face? <laughs> no, it's peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> okay, I, I have so many questions, Nick. <laughs> Were you just eating gobs of peanut? Why do you have peanut butter all over your face? <laughs> you missed <laughs> your mouth, man. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm glad your head feels better, and I'm glad that you have that perspective with this King's loss. So, do you feel confident going into the game on Friday against the Celtics? I feel like I feel like I do, you know. And I like today when I was watching the NBA sports pregame live, Deuce, he did a good job and oh. and I, he did a good job today. That's so not Deuce. What? It, why aren't you saying thank you? I was just writing that down for motivation. He did I a good, he, he, he wrote did down. A, he did a good job today. So guess what, Deuce? I am giving you a A plus. Oh wow! <laughs> Write okay. that down. Okay, A plus. All, all. See, I you said good job, and I was offended. And he I underlined wasn't. good, and he was yeah, not. I didn't feel like that was good enough from you. I needed will a little you, more. Will you? Will you be in San Francisco Friday? Well, we got some breaking news at this hour, Nick. Oh, on Friday. Deuce Mason is back on Kings Live pregame with Morgan as we get you ready for Kings and Celtics. Oh, I can't wait. Yes, the answer yeah, is yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I will. Yeah, I'll, I'll be there. Why not be on NBA, NBC Sports? Why not? Why not? Why not? Why not wear a suit and tie and look good, Nick? Why not? Why not? And, uh, and then you're back. And then you're back into Sacramento after... 
Yes. After yeah. the game. After the game, we're going to zoom we're, back we're, to Sacramento and do night chat. Yes. Yeah. Why not? All right, Nick. Hey, what? I'm, why not beat the Celtics on Friday? Why oh, not? Yeah. Beam and town. Like. Why not light the beam? Why not light the beam? Why not light the beam? Why not win that game? I might have to wear my why not shirt. Yeah, yeah you should. Just please wear a shirt next time. Please. Thank hey. you. Right, yes. uh, um, Nick, we'll have a happy Thanksgiving, all right? And if I'm school Friday, so if the message to my team on Friday is you need to play play good defense on Friday, mm-hmm. and, and go tell the team, you need to win on Friday. We need to play better. We didn't play good today. Oh. Yeah, we got to play okay. better. We got to play better. I like it, Nick. Okay. Um, are you excited? Play for- better, Morgan. Why not play? Why not win this game on Friday? And I would like to say, I am thankful for for Deuce and Morgan Morgan today. Aww. Again, thank you so Again. much, Nick. Well, yeah. we're thankful for you, man. Yeah. I, I, I appreciate. We're it. very thankful for you. Uh, yeah, um, what are you guys? What are you guys Nick, doing? Nick, you've got thing? food falling out of your mouth. Can you just wipe the peanut butter? Hey, get the peanut butter, huh? There you go. There what are you guys doing for? What are you guys doing for Thanksgiving tomorrow? Um, hanging out yeah, with family. family, family, fam time, and man. eating food. Yeah, has some Thanksgiving turkey, and mm. so hey, you need to you need to bring some to NBC Sports. So you got it, Nick. You got all right. All right, Nick. Well, sleep dreams, okay? Sleep dreams. <laughs> there sleep you go. dreams. <laughs> Guys, give him ibuprofen. You got a new Nick. Oh, my God. I love that man so much. So much. Oh, my God. Uh, I just could not. Um, I know. We were being good friends and telling him every single time. We're I, like, it it's like you got to- something in your teeth, and it's like, whoa, there's peanut butter Still on your mouth, Nick. We yeah. got to get that off. There was a lot going on with that. It was just all over. Shout out to Boise who resubscribed, um, saying the ha- the happiness is gone. They'll bounce back. Okay, cool, cool. Christine cool. has been a member now for six straight months. Appreciate, Appreciate her. That. So grateful for our kings. Shout out to Mike Derper who subscribed. Also, Kenneth donated fifty bucks. Have a great Turkey Day, everyone. And he donated fifty memberships per usual. Appreciate that. Thankful for you, Kenneth. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Hector says, uh, Nick's mouth was so dry. That was peanut butter, everyone. Uh, B. Well says, Nick is me when I'm at my apartment when my roommates are out of town. <laughs> yes. Yes. <sighs> Amazing. Uh, he just, he lives his life to the fullest yeah. off camera and in front of the camera. He's just his true self. That's hilarious, man. Nick is one of a kind. <laughs> Cute. Uh, Brooke in the chat wants us to know she's thankful for Taylor Swift. Oh, of course you are, you little Swifty. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, Thanksgiving Eve has been a blast with you guys. It really has. Uh, seriously, though, I appreciate you guys hanging out with us, all the people who joined us uh, so much later than we normally are on. Um, in all seriousness, we can't thank you guys enough for being a, a part of this community. And... I know Thanksgivings are weird. This is my first Thanksgiving without my grandma, which is so strange to even think about. And I know a lot of people can relate that you got family issues. Um, Just do your best to get through the tough, challenging moments, maybe with family. If you don't have family, hopefully you can turn on and something fun to watch or 
meditate, do some breathing exercises, download the Calm app, uh, hit people up on social media. Like I know the holidays can be really challenging for people. So just know people do care about you. Uh, we love you. And we are so thankful you're part of this community. Absolutely. Very, very thankful for all of you. So um, I hope you all have a very happy holiday with lots of food. Enjoy, everyone. We love you guys, but we gots to go. You're all badass for being here. See ya! Deuce and mo, deuce and mo, deuce and mo. They tell you what they know. Deuce and mo, deuce and mo, deuce and mo. The podcast that you know. Deuce and mo. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.